This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi. And today, we have a very interesting guest. He's a Mississippi native, three-time state tennis champion, Steve Azar, an American country music renaissance man as well. He's a hit songwriter, recording artist, and producer. And we're going to go inside his story and talk with him about his love for his hometown and his music. So, also, we'll check about the we'll chat about the latest headlines in the weekend roundup and get your feedback on our question of the day. What do you love most about your hometown? Well, it's home. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back right after the news. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi. And you know what? We are blessed today to have one of the most interesting people in the state of Mississippi today. I'm very, very thrilled to have in the studio Mississippi native Steve Azar. He's a, well, you've heard his songs before, but I tell you what, he's a lot more than just songs. And you're going to find over the next hour, he's, I I think a Mississippi Renaissance man would be a, a good thing. He's the only person I know that's had a Mississippi Day and a South Dakota Day. Yes. Steve. That, that was, uh, the Mississippi thing, you know, I totally was, uh, well, I, I had been told that I was getting it, so I was prepared. You know, yeah. it was the big, it's so big to me. It I matters mean, so much. You can't go home. The South Dakota thing was a surprise yeah, when I showed up. how did that happen? Okay. I wrote this song, American Farmer, for a charity event there. Uh, it was, uh, it, and it happened to be a drought. Uh, you know, I was I was back home in Mississippi. Right. It was that right when I got back home. And uh, we wrote it to help the FFA there. Okay. And then it just seemed to start taking off in that state, and it just sort of they lifted the spirits. And then, funny thing was, when Ram did God Made a Farmer right. uh, on the Super Bowl, remember with Paul Harvey? Mm-hmm. They just had the still shots. So Ram ended up getting me all of the video footage from those still shots, and then American Farmer now was put to that. So, you know, it was, uh, it was funny. You know, we talk about moving home. Uh, all these little things that I didn't even plan on that were just sort of just kind of happening. You know, when you when you when you wonder if you've done the right thing for your career, uh, those are some of the things. And it was just an extra perk, obviously humbling to hear uh, that they wanted to give me my own day there. So I thought that was cool. I was just kind of wondering because I was like Mississippi, I get yeah, because you're home, which is actually I think very incredibly honoring to have somebody you know, honor you in your own hometown. Oh, well, that's the best. I mean, that's the, that's the part that means, that means, you know, that means that all of my, uh, all the stuff, forgotten all the stuff when yeah, you were forgotten about all the stuff. Cause I had a lot of it. And trust me, the tennis thing you brought up, that's so funny because if the Elliot's or the, uh, brewers are the, the, all my friends, I grew up like Trey Hulsey here in Jackson. All it was guys, doubles tennis. Well, I had a great doubles partner yeah. and Ken Purvis, who's the president of a bank in Northwest Mississippi. And, uh, we grew up together from age zero, and he carried me like a baby, and it was high school tennis, so we were, we were pretty good together. Three-time state champion. He was the man. Yeah. He was a man, but I, I could serve him volley, but that was about it. And if I even got a singles match, you, you, I'm over because I just could. I had no patience. Do you still play? I know you play a lot of golf. Do you still play tennis? A lot of tennis? golf? No, no, no. no. <laughs> You've you retired? Know, I, yeah. I, know I, played, I played tennis maybe once every two years now. <laughs> now so I got to admit, now she's not listening right now, but Michelle has got such a crush on you. Really, big Michelle? Time. Oh, big time. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You put that out there, didn't you? Put I it had out to. There. No, did, you didn't. Oh, you were like, when I okay. walked in today, your That's eyes were as big as plates. That's because she's looking at pictures with me 28 <laughs> years ago. You know? But you know what? Audience, I can tell you this. The pictures might have been 20 years old, but uh, I have my friend Sonny here, and we both can attest, you look exactly the same or not or even better now you know, I've so got freaking gorgeous oh my I've god I've got some blue glasses the studios. I've I was got, supposed to be out here 15 minutes ago you see these glasses yes. they, they make you actually see what you really oh, need to okay, see okay so Both we need to put girls. those on yeah, Steve I, I will protect you if they come bursting yeah, know, in the studio okay? well, don't, don't protect me <laughs> don't, don't protect, protect me. you okay I'll just stand uh, aside 
I've died and gone It's to Delta dungeons. water. That's what preserves you. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my, my percussion, you know, my mom's really, really, really youthful looking. And I think that I've stolen, uh, been blessed with, with just not, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure it's catching up. Trust me, there's some grays up in there and they're, uh, and they're starting to show their face more, but it's what it is. You've earned that, though. <laughs> oh, God, I know. I know. You know, when I toured Bob Seger for, and he's totally gray. And uh, and he's earned his, uh, obviously, and, and uh, when I was with him. It, that had to be an amazing experience. Oh, it was good. He's, yeah. he's a good guy, man. He's a really great guy. We still get Christmas cards, so it was good. Really? Yeah. That's, and I always I love that. You were stuck on the bus, so you were driving from city to city to city to city to city. Yeah. And he'd fly in. Never home. He's he's in a day on, a day off, and we were our day off, we'd just play. Yeah. So we would, uh, uh, and we needed to because when you're on tour with a big act like that, sometimes you don't make the money that you would. We were losing. I was losing a lot of money by being out there, so it was just good to be able to. So you, you could know, go to another venue. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But because, it was good for yeah, because we weren't making as much as me going by myself and playing, you know. Well, in f- I guess four days, I got to do the math. You got a new album out. And yeah, because yeah. this is first one yeah. in a while. I, I'm excited about yeah. this. Really am. Tell us what's the name of it. Well, it's called Down at the Liquor Store. It's, and, uh, uh, what's the meaning on that one? Because well, I'm, it's it's the story. This is truly uh, the story of my life growing up. Um, I uh, I would I could have never written it and, unless I moved back um, right. and just started seeing my life uh, 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 coming in the back door and just really the memories of growing up with the lady that raised me when my mom was working Johnny Lee Washington her husband worked at the liquor store Shorty uh, Eugene Powell Sonny Boy Nelson who let me hang around as a ten year old when he was playing the blues behind the dad dad's liquor store dad's liquor stores. Got a landmark sign in front of it. It was the first legal liquor store after Prohibition in Mississippi. And, and uh, there's just so much historic um, history tied to it. Uh, and I was able to tap in to, uh, to exactly how it went down. And, and really, it's the centerpiece to the album and, and one I needed to write to, to write the rest of the record. You know, I mean, I moved here. I'm from Atlanta originally. I moved here from San Diego. And a lot of people was like, why would you move to Mississippi? You were in Nashville. You had a good career. It was yeah. solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, your kid's born there and blah, blah, blah. You move here. And I remember because I was interviewing you right after you moved here. And it was kind of like, okay, this is going to work out. It hasn't done more than work out. It has totally recharged you. Well, uh, it, it, it emotionally and and I feel like uh, tapping into what, what I need to tap into uh to leave a true legacy, I, there's no doubt. I, if I would have stayed in Nashville, uh, I'm still one foot in Nashville, one foot in, in the Delta, and and it what it did was it rest, it really constricted me create, creatively, right? Because it, no matter what, there you you have to feel like you got to get on the radio, and when you do that, you sacrifice. When I made this record. I sacrificed. I thought of nothing. Right. I really, truly, for the first time in my life, thought of nothing. And and listen, I owned my own record label, and I was spending my own money. And I left every night at Club Ebony, which we turned into a recording studio in Indianola. I left there with this huge smile. I couldn't sleep at night. Every every song made me happy. Where usually it's a couple that'll do it, uh, and you get really tired. I was really tired in Nashville when I was making records. And at no point did I find be, find myself lethargic. I mean, it was crazy. I was calling my son in California, who's out in film school, and he was going, "I've never heard you. So, you sound like a kid." And I said, "I feel like it," you right. know. And there was just, and there was a a ton of serendipitous moments that just weren't coincidence. And we were filming a documentary while we were doing this, which is your son. Well, yeah, when I had some center photographers come in because he was yeah. still out in California, but he he had started this thing where he was interviewing Deltons, right? Yeah, and talking about something in the water. You know what is it? Um, they he felt it. He creatively felt it when he moved back from Nashville when he was doing films and doing stuff and all that. And then he came came there and it, it really gave him a backdrop of. You know what I'm talking about. It I mean, gave it gave him meaning, right? And he was really he really soaked it in, and uh, art- artistically let it out in an incredible way. And so he uh, he's got it. I mean, he's truly got it. I mean, he's I call it the Cohen Brothers mind, but it's but it's it's so it's really intellectual, dark. Uh, this humor and all the stuff that he does, and it's heavy, and it's got great substance, but he's got his own way of doing it. So, But I try to compare it to somebody because there's an intellect behind it. 
And so anyway, he's got a tough road ahead. He's going to be an indie filmmaker. That's what he wants to do. So in college, they're calling this the dad doc, the pop doc. Oh, you're working on your, when are you going to be done with your dad's documentary? And so it's the big joke in, in California where he's in college. And, and uh, so he's actually colorizing it now. But he was really able to articulate the story. Um, he had 400 hours of footage. It was wow. just handed to him, and or 300 something hours, and he just—it was a mess. So when you make a film, you go in with a plan, and there was no plan here. It was just a mess of stuff, and he was—he had to really make the stories make sense. But he was able to really, really, really showcase each member of the band and their stories with these great legends, and a lot of you know most of it. Well, all of it's about Mississippi and the, you know, Elvis Presley, B.B. King, uh, Little Milton. It's all that. And so it's very interesting. And you really fall in love with each of these guys. We're talking with the music culture and music and culture ambassador of Mississippi, Steve Azar. I'm better at that than tennis. I love that title. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. What a, you what get a, a business great... card with that. I look, listen, look, this is uh he's pulling one out of his wallet funny, right so, now. Okay. So Richard Shapley here in town, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Young Richard. Right. You know, I grew up with the Shapleys yeah. uh, in Greenville and they're like family and, and Mr. Uh, and Uncle Ely uh, was, he called me cricket cause I was always on the move. Uh, and obviously Ely's is, uh, the restaurant Rich, Richard's which is running. It's incredible. A very good restaurant. And so I give him this card and he goes, that's the most uncool thing that you have ever done. And I said, that's the coolest. I love that. So I do have a card. Do you get to eat at the mansion for free? I'm going to eat at the mansion for free on September 7th. That's and awesome. So what's what, what's do going something. up September 7th? We're going to do something, I think, just uh, just come do a little singer-songwriter, just impromptu thing. Uh, Governor Brown asked me to come do it. And uh, and so we're going to do that. And you got to realize, when I moved back home, uh, he was the first one that, that I saw him um, at, uh, was it Johnny Russell's funeral, I think, in mm-hmm. Moorhead? And, uh, and, and we connected there, and uh, I had met him. Back in Haley's day when he was governor, when I did the inauguration ball uh, there and I just we connected and he's really been supportive of what we're trying to do down in the Delta and with our music festival, the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival. Trust me, it's an all on assault. Uh, It's a labor of love. It's a I mean, it's a lot of work. And but it's really helping the economy down there and also bringing awareness to some things that uh, in the in the in the field of the arts to the world and we had eight eight countries represented last year i think uh, 21 states uh, and it's a, it's a base hit at a time. We had Chris Stapleton right before he blew up. We had Marin Morris right before she blew up. We had the Revivalist last year. We've had so we've been really good at targeting dates. You got Chris Stapleton for fifteen thousand. Now he makes seven hundred fifty thousand. Pretty 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 good. That was a guessing good de- game. Good deal. And yeah. you know, you talk about that. You go into like the BB King Museum. You look at the guest book. I mean, people from all around the world coming into the Delta just pretty, to hear the music. Pretty amazing. Yeah, when we were recording, we'd have to stop when tourists would come in and uh, and let them and let them eat catfish and all that. And I was like, that was my, you know, I was on the clock going like, oh, my God, that's four hours gone. That's the most expensive piece of catfish <laughs> oh, I've my, ever. Oh, they have no idea. Just please eat that. I'll tell you all about Delta, but just let me record, you know. But it was uh, it was great. And uh, no, but the end of the day, it's been really good because I've had to have the support of what we're doing down there. Uh, there's a lot to be done. Um, after I'm, I'm, after you and I get through hanging, which I'm, I love being on your show. I'm a fan of yours. You know that. And, uh, and so uh, I'm going to go spend some time with my friends at blue cross. We've been, I think we're going to start doing a community garden down there. Um, they're really heavy into uh, being proactive uh, rather than reactive. And you, and it's going to, it's going to really help with, you know, diabetes is so bad. When I came back home, you know, in Nashville, a lot of people, they, the people you see on the streets, it, it looks, you know, everybody's sort of trying to stay in shape and and you have better opportunities to eat right. Right. Uh, where we are, I mean, look, I ate one way growing up, just like everybody else does, you know. Yeah. So so uh, we're trying to help there. We're uh, talking with Steve Azar, and this is Rena Laurie you're listening to right now. We're going to take a quick break. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Persuasion in her hand of words And the shame from those laden lips 
lips I still feel burned out Hey, real Laura I've been aching for you Took forever it seemed to find you Less than a second for me to adore you Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We have Steve Azar in the studio. Of course, you know Steve's music. He's an incredibly talented, gifted songwriter, musician as well. But he's also a renaissance man. Not only does he play golf and he has a cooking show... But he's also the music and cultural ambassador of Mississippi. Cooking show is sort of a joke, but uh, I do love to cook. Dude, and, seriously. I mean, I, we can, we can, we've got some skills, but actually my daughter really is going to be incredible. She's got a food blog and, and she eats healthy and, and, uh, and so she's helping me try to, you know, cause I got to tell you, man, I'll, I'll fall off the wagon a lot. And so it's easy to fall off the wagon, especially down in the Delta because everything tastes so good. And you know? it's fried. It's fried. It's yeah. fried. It's delicious. And yeah. hey, yeah. let's talk kids for a minute because, I mean, you and I are both, our kids are about the same age. And everybody's always asked me the number one question I get, do your kids draw? No, they don't. None of my, none of my three kids draw. Really? But they're all like uberly creative yep. in different ways. And it sounds like your kids are too. Oldest son in the film world, but he can draw. He's got crazy characters that he's drawn at, over the years that we don't know where they've come from. Uh, and uh, he's, uh, but he's creative in the whole film world. And he's very musical in a sense that he knows how to put the right songs in the right place with the right tempos and rhythm with his film. Oh, yeah. Very good. Oh, that's at a that. gift, yeah. Uh, nobody, I don't need, who, if anybody can sing, we don't know. My wife's really her, and we make the joke that, uh, the three worst singers are her and her two sisters uh, in the world. And so, uh, anyway, but she's uh, she's got so many great attributes, which, you know, God couldn't... She'd have been perfect if she could sing. She puts up with you. So oh, that's, no, that's like the yeah, main That's what she my has, wife is good at, too. Great, great incredible patience to right. put up with me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. it's good. Definitely. Talk about Rena Laura, because we were just listening to that just a second ago, which I, I was loving it, and... It was great because it was going along. The guitar is great, and all of a sudden the horns just start yeah. fading in. That was really were, strong. Horns were done. We didn't stack a bunch of horns. There's two guys. It's Dr. Alfonso Sanders and Walter King, BB's nephew. Yeah. Uh, Walter did the Angels of Harlem uh, horns with you two, and just great stories. Alfonso has been doing BB King's. Uh, Education, one of the uh, nicest and most talented men you'll ever oh come across. Oh my God, he's incredible! I really fall. I just love the man, and so uh, yeah, it's uh, you know when I came home, you know you see you see signs that say, you know Clarksdale this way and Rena Laura that way, and my mom used to hang out in Rena Laura as a little girl. She's from Clarksdale. She grew up on Highway sixty one. So it's a suburb of Clarksdale. Well, yeah, so it's on the river. It's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I got I to gotta lighten up this morning. But, uh, you know, as kids, we spent a lot of our time in Clarksdale. Yeah. And so uh, going to see my grandparents and uh, our cousins, Abe's Barbecue. And so I, you know, the, the opening line goes, Highway 1 on my way down some fever trail. Eating on an Abe's Barbecue outside Clarksdale, a Delta Divine so southernly stained. And and it's funny, my sister lives in Seattle. She's so far removed from the Delta. She goes, okay, now, who's Rena Laura? We love this song. And I'm like, Vicky, it's, it's the town. And she goes, what? And I'm going like, yes, yeah, the town. Now go listen to it. You know, but, you know, so, uh, but. Uh, I've actually written uh, a few uh, songs for the next record from towns, some more towns. It, it's amazing, you, you just the town name itself, and you have any sort of little experience growing up in it. It's amazing as a songwriter, uh, creatively, what comes out. I guess if you were a potter, what would you, what would you create with clay? Uh, if you're a poet, what would you write about? If you're writing a story about, I mean, I think there's books you can write about. You know, just just towns in Mississippi, and. Um, and, uh, you know, just do a series of books. And so coming home, I, you know, it's just that's another one of those benefits uh, that just being around it, it, I have no choice but to write about it. It helps spark a memory. You know. It does. It's amazing. And man, man, a memory is a strong thing, man. You went, well, you know, it's it. You can stretch a memory out. And you know what? Well, somebody said the other day, the memory is better than the actual 
sometimes uh, the memory is always better than it actually happens. So what you're saying, if you're stuck in traffic in Nashville, you're heading in maybe from Franklin to go downtown to mm-hmm. write a cheating song for the day. Yeah. Maybe that didn't. Quite... I never did that. You didn't. Yeah, okay. I, I never wrote the cheating song. I, I, not that I know of. Uh, I think that uh, I think that I fought the system so hard. You got to realize when I made my records, you know, in Nashville, there's a handful of bass players, handful of drummers, handful of steel players, fiddle players, guitar players, bass players, piano players. Right. All those guys are going like, what session are you going to be on? And listen, they're great. Yeah. And I've used them, but I've only, I realized for me that I could only use one or two of those guys on a session with me and my guys. And so with that came this extremely rebellious nature of making music because nobody did that in Nashville. Now there's been some change since there. Um, there are some artists doing it now, but a lot of the bands you hear, they're never playing on the record until they go on the road. So it's just what it is. Right. And so uh, it's the system and it's worked and these guys are great players. And what session are you going to be on? Are you going to be on, you know, Martinez? Are you going to be on Garst? Are you going to be on? And they go, oh, I'll be, I'm not on that one, but I'll be on such and such, but such and such is on it. And, you know, and it's like this constant family reunion of musicians. They're getting together and making this great music. And uh, it works in the system in Nashville for me. I ended up becoming a singer rather than the songwriter of my own song because the translation would get lost. Right. So I had to be more involved in the production and it had to go down my way or just nobody was going to believe it. I couldn't convince my daughter, a little daughter, you know, she, you know, I'd go home when they were smiling over it. I knew that I was being myself. The Kingsman. I mean, yeah. you put together an, a band of epic all-star proportion. Tell it's us about cool. it. Tell us about the members, because I mean, this is this is a story in itself. Well, uh, well, there was no way. My manager and I, Aaron Bethune, did, and I talked about producing a record together, and he wrote this book called Music Panure, called Connecting the Dots of Middle Class Musician. And and when I moved back home, I left one of the biggest management companies in the world and the biggest agencies in the world because I had to truly find myself, and I knew I was stuck, and and it was a scary moment, uh, but. We have been really good together. Uh, he's he's a little bit of the wild frontier, but I think in this day and age, you know, as in, I'm an indie artist. I'm not a major label artist anymore, right. and I don't want to be. I want to be an indie artist so I can really truly leave leave my mark, you know, and leave the accurate mark, and uh, uh, without filters, you know, I'm at that point, no filters. So uh, the guys that played on this record, we we were talking to the head. Of, I was asked to headline the BB King Blues Festival after BB passed away with Keb Mo to co-headline it, and uh, and they started talking. And he goes, "What about Steve Azar and BB's guys?" And then I started thinking about Elvis's guy, and then a little Milton's guy, and all of a sudden the King's men were created. And David Briggs played on one thousand number one records. He was the original Muscle Shoals cat. Elvis Presley had to have him. He'd go with Elvis to get peanut butter and banana sandwiches. He couldn't stay married because Elvis always wanted to had to want to go go. Let's go now. We just got home, but come on, let's go. Um, he uh, uh, this guy is amazing, and he turned me down on every record I ever asked. And he when he heard the songs and he and he knew we were cutting in Mississippi, he goes, "I'm in." And that was amazing to me. It's like this I've been waiting on you to do this. And so um uh Randy Jackson's brother, everybody knows Randy Jackson, uh great bass player, American Idol, you know, producer, everything. It was in Journey. Yeah, in Journey, <laughs> forgot. But anyway, Herman, his brother's yeah. my drummer. Uh uh um Albert I mean Walter King, Angels of Harlem, U two, Sting, everybody. I mean, these guys all played with such legends and um and now they're with me and uh and they they we want to tour together. So we've gone from not knowing each other, especially. And then when you make a record together, especially the way we did, right? It, it, we really connected. And I can't wait for people to see the film. Something in the water is the name of the film. Right. The name of the album is down at the liquor store. And if they could, uh, the the two go so hand in hand. And obviously, a record will work without it. But instead of doing a music video, we made a movie. And so that's uh, and it's more about it's not they're not music videos. It's more about getting to know us and you're seeing the sessions go down. But we we didn't want to do music video uh, documentary. We wanted to really give you the stories behind the people that they worked for. These legends of Mississippi. 
And I'm nothing compared to these guys. I mean, that's so, the thing. you you got to be just sitting there wanting just to listen to their stories oh, all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. These guys are these guys paved ways that I can't even come close to even thinking right. about. I'm still paving gravel. I'm, I'm still have I, everywhere I go is still gravel, <laughs> you know. But BB, think about his legacy and think about yeah. to the world and think about Elvis's. Uh, and even Little Milton for me, it was a big deal because he was always calling me Little Lazar when he'd come into town and he'd go, you know, you got to play live. And it's funny. When 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 Seeger and I were on tour, he was writing about me and Steve Azar grew up playing live. I mean, he without even asking me, he saw that I was the guy that grew up playing live in it. And he knew that. And I was going like, God, it's just such a memory of 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 hearing that from Little Milton. And and uh, it just there's just so many points in my life now that have connected uh, and just none of us by coincidence. And it right. just. You know, there's no degree of separation, really, almost. Well, they say you're the sum of your five closest friends. I mean, just getting to hang out during a recording session with that group of men. It's incredible. Yeah. Look, I'm ready to make do it again. And I, I actually wrote uh, a bicentennial song uh, that could, well, maybe one day, who knows, could be the next day's song. But it's it's nine verses. And uh, it is. It's, it's nine American, American Pie Long because Mississippi's yeah. 200 Denise, years old. Yeah. Well, and it's separating a lot of these different sections. So you right. really got to pay tribute to the sections of Mississippi because it's different. And I grew up and going to play at Neshoba County Fair it was nothing like playing in the Mississippi Delta. It was nothing like playing on the Gulf Coast. It was right. nothing like playing in Oxford. It was nothing like playing in Jackson and Hattiesburg. And you really had, there was a separation between all of them. And I think I got it. But um, tied together by a course is called One Mississippi. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that the Kingsmen will be able to record this. I can't and, wait to hear. What do you think it'll be out? Well, I, I don't know. I think it's just going to be one of those things where I've got to the powers that be uh, okay. to, let, to let us go record it. So, okay, very uh, good. Well, we'll just go ahead and ask very nicely right now. Yes, powers please, be, please let him record please this. Please, powers would be. I think it'd be a good idea. I think it would be really cool. And I just don't like just to record anything. But in that situation, it'd be good. Definitely. Down by the liquor store, like you said, that was um, inspired by your dad's liquor store. Yeah. And we're going to listen to it right now, right before we take a yeah. break. Sounds good. And we're talking with Steve Azar. And, of course, our question of the day is this. What do you love most about your hometown? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or if you just got a comment for Steve, heck, join in on the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. This is MPB Think Radio. Johnny Lee was short his wife. She raised me most of my life. So proudly kept and clean the house in that store-bought cotton blouse. Did bit of Garrett snuff. Sang about Jesus' love. Tap her feet to my guitar. At a time just like I was. She'd stop by the liquor store every afternoon. A quarter to four, toting her pocketbook and Fred Dallas store sack. A quarter coat, a slit six pack. To give a shorty one of those Johnny Lee looks say, Hmm, I'm headed on to cook for your upteen kids in my section eight house. I hear June bugs getting out of jail. There's tears and tobacco dripping off her mouth. Oh, some wild Irish rolls, a filter king cool. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. You know, the danger of interviewing Steve Azar is that when you're off the air, it gets just as good as when you're on there. So you're thinking, okay, now wait a minute, we got to save that and get it back on there. Shut up is why. Well, that's fine. That's, that's that, bad. That's the it's point. Bad. No, no, it's good. Okay. I get tired of myself a lot because it's always fun when it. you're the radio host and you ask like the six mile long question and somebody says yes. Oh, I know. No, and you no. hear crickets. Well, you're not going to have that problem with me. No, Unfortunately, that's, it's the opposite. That's why we're going to make just make you a permanent guest yeah, forever. I'd love, I'd love exactly. I love it. You can get a business card for that one, too. <laughs> I love it. That'd be great. Now, we're talking about, um, you know, like Nashville, of course, is the system. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of I've always joked that Hank Williams would have a hard time making it unless he pinned his ears back because you kind of you know, you'd be pretty. You got to have a look and all that. Right, now. right, right. 
but there's like all these independent artists that have kind of come along. You got the Avid Brothers, you got Jason yeah, Isbell, about Jason, yeah, yeah. Who, who are doing Ryan quite well. Ryan Adams has always been sort of indie, and yeah. uh, uh, not Brian, Ryan. Right. And, uh, but, but with that said, let me tell you that this is what's happening. Um, this is uh, 37.5% of all music that worldwide that people are listening to now are downloaded or streamed. By uh, by those are those are independent artists now that right. are controlling thirty seven and a half percent, and the gap is closing. So once it gets to fifty percent and fifty percent, major labels aren't sure what to do. Um, you know, they have a piece of everything you do now. They can't make a living off of selling uh, all artists' records. They have to have a piece of your live, piece of your touring, piece of your uh, you know to your merch. Uh, they're involved in everything now. So it, um, it, if you can promote yourself, then it makes a lot of sense to be the independent. Dollar question with that becomes all this stuff out, out that people can go find. Right. And so you know, at the end of the day, we've been doing this pledge campaign for our movie. We're not doing the pledge campaign to raise a bunch of money. We're doing the pledge campaign because it gives people an and uh, it gives us an, a one month to do a storefront. And a storefront, we're selling vinyl. Yeah. We're selling uh, shoes. They're called Mississippi. That The artwork is is a lot of the artwork that's in the album cover that the lady that painted it. Nice. Uh, Laura Lavender. She's mm-hmm. incredible. The uh, It's got the magnolia and the mockingbird and all that and the vines and the cotton. And it just represents our state. So the shoe's called Mississippi and giving their converses. It just gives you an opportunity. I mean, Paramore is doing this now. Right. Uh, Shania's got something she's doing. I mean, and what it does for uh, for an indie artist is just go, okay, well, if you don't do that, then guess what? Guess what you get to do? You get to go download the song, the album. If you don't want to download the album, then you can stream it. I just want you to have it. Right. So it creates great awareness. Uh, and it gives us, like I said, it gives us like sort of like this online storefront for 30 days that drives people crazy or drives people to it. And we are, we're, the good news is we've, we're at 134% of our goal, so we're good. But, uh, but it's, we're also offering people a chance to see the film way before it's going to come out and you can go sh- stream it, uh, I think September 15th. So and you get your name uh, credit in the movie and all that. Oh, so it's, it's stuff like that yeah. that were perks, you know, that you yeah. can't get. And b- bottom line is letting people know that it exists, and that's part of an independent job. You know, when I was on the big label, man, they just did so much. Yeah, but uh, but you got to be a good business person too. I mean, you got to be. I, I don't you got to hustle. You got to market. You got to. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm pretty. I wrote wrote this song one time called "You Don't Know a Thing" with with the great Radney Foster, and and it talks about uh, you know you don't know how to do any of these things until you do it right. and you fail, right? And then man, you don't know a thing. But anyway, uh, it's so funny. I'm that guy. I mean, I've I've learned from making a lot of mistakes. I'm also the guy that makes the same mistakes three times because I'm very hard headed, <laughs> and I'm going like, well, it can't be a mistake. It's got to be ha- got to work out this time, and a lot of times it doesn't. Uh, I think I follow my heart a lot of times, and that's just the nature of who I am. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as an indie artist, you you don't need to make those mistakes too often because it costs you. (laughs) You know, big labels could afford some loss here and there. Uh, they call it the fat, you know, and you. But but in our situation, it needs to be all fillet. <laughs> so well, I, but I mean, I hope that there's like upcoming artists and musicians that are listening to this right now because, like I said, you got to learn to make the mistakes, mm-hmm. but you got to learn to learn from them too. Because then then they're not as much mistakes; they're actually an education. It, it obviously hurt, helped me big time having hits. Or are you not? You're not talking to me. All that is so important. I don't. I don't. Oh, you got your brand never, out there. Oh, I would never yeah. regret that. And I did it with Waiting on Joe, and I did it with yeah. Sunshine. I mean, I'm happy with the ones I did it with. Um, oh, the, yeah, the Oprah and Taylor Swift both liked Sunshine. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. That's I amazing. Mean, I mean, that was a cool cool thing to see that. And then I wrote it on the Bob Seger tour, and then Reba ended up, who had recorded my one of my songs right around then, that time. She was the guest VJ when the when the song went number one and uh, on the on the video, on, the, uh, on GAC or CA, CMT, I can't remember. But... She was the guest VJ, so I mean, you know, hey, we did that. We did that on our own without the big dogs. So yeah. that was uh, that was my first bit of a first taste of like I can do this without them. Also, the major our major label had nothing to do with the Wait Known Joe video except paying for it. You know, you know, I was able to. They allowed me to write the video. They allowed. Well, Morgan was the great, the greatest gift to be able to do that to do that for me. When Morgan Freeman said yes. And so all of a sudden we're competing with Johnny Cash's Hurt and we we elevated our game. But all we did was all I did was tell the truth about where I was from and use the people that I knew. And you tapped into tapped into the truth. Yeah. 
You know, and, and you know, the truth's powerful, man. And when you tap into Mississippi, especially, people are drawn to it. The world is drawn to us. It really is. It, you know, and I moved, like I moved here 20 years ago by choice, and I've stayed here by choice. And right. I, I think that's so cool. A lot of people, you know, they're like, well, you only need to say nice things about Mississippi. And I think you need to tell the truth about Mississippi because what makes us so great, it's like that little grit of sand that's mm-hmm. the irritant, always produces beautiful pearls. No, that's true. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I mean, look. That's how we on. got the blues. How did we get this? How, what on earth? How does Jim Henson grow up eight miles from me? I know. I mean, how does the guy that creates the Muppets, how does he even, you shouldn't even, even be, he should be off like in space somewhere. Like, oh, that's like, you know, that can't happen. Right. And it sure can't happen eight miles away. And it did. And that's just, to me, sort of exemplifies uh, the creative the creative being that we are and just that the the gem that the state has to offer. I mean, I was uh, talking to the golf channel about, I'd asked them and, and uh, PGA radio network uh, as part of my ambassador role to do, uh, to do uh, the, uh, to do all Mississippi music in and out of the bumpers for the, the Sanderson Farms Classic. Nice. And they, they, I sent them the little, who's there? Who made music in Mississippi? And man, you gotta be kidding me. I sent them listen. They were like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And they, they loved it. And so they're going to do it again next year. And and I, and I they were like, there's the great... I said, guys, there's more great music from here than anywhere in the world. And they go, you're right. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. Yeah, you know? definitely. Well, that's one of the nice things about you being the uh, music and culture ambassador of yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, shove it down the world's throat. Exactly. <laughs> they can't get away from Steve Azar. No, no, no. no I they, love it too much. Again, we got a caller right now. We got Jimmy in Greenville. <laughs> Hello, Jimmy. Welcome to the show. What, what you got for Steve? Um, yeah, about, I guess, 30-something years ago, Dave, when you lived in Greenville, uh, I believe you lived on Broadway, and it happened to be next to my wife and kids' house. I was in the Navy, and I bought my kids, two boys, a keyboard, and my wife would tell me you used to come over and listen to them trying to rap using that keyboard, and I think it's something that they... They never forget. But I think it's in the vein of what he was just talking about, you know, with Mississippi and its music and just being able to pick up things from everywhere. Well, uh, I tell you, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? You good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Are you still in Greenville? Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I finally retired from the Navy, moved back to Greenville about 13 years ago. Oh, wow. Where'd you, where were you stationed most of the time? Oh, Southern California. Out in, were you in San Diego? Yeah, 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 I love it, love it. I played the pier. I remember playing the uh, the music venue, the pier. There, it was really nice. I made that same right. move, San Diego to Mississippi. Yeah. Well, you guys both made the same I move. I love it. The, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? There's something that's just that that is, is amazing. Um, you know, I think when you're a musician, you want to pass on any sort of knowledge that you got, and because you, were, it's a const, constant mentoring that you get uh, that I got growing up, and I just feel like the need to constantly teach. So I, I hope that I, I did right by that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, my mind is, uh, you know, as I get as I get a little older, I, you know, I have to I have to see everybody first, and like, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I can when I see a face, it's like, oh yeah. But uh, anyway, but the the truth is, yeah, that's good. So now, are your are your boys into music at all still? Well, no, no, they kind of grew up and kind of grew out of it and, and went into other things. But it's something that they always remember, you know, when they come home and. Um, hear that you're doing something in Greenville, of course, they remember you being next door and, and uh, taking the time to come over and just listen to what they were doing. You know. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I did because if I wouldn't have, it, this call may have been a di- with a different tone. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> or right. you wouldn't have called. Well, the uh, right, the uh, right. no, it's good, man. You know what? I feel like I owe owe my my Greenville and my Delta so much and Mississippi because right. it gave me a backdrop of watching me learn how to do it. And right. they, you know, right. and people were and people were gracious about it rather than throwing something at me. And um, right. and also gave me a backdrop to write about. I mean, I've just I've got nothing without it. I mean, I'm, I'm nothing, and I'm I'm probably some eye doctor trying to figure out how to put eye drops in somebody's eyes, which I can't do my own. So okay. so that I would have not. I would have. It was the only passion that I truly ever found that mm-hmm. that was for life. You know, it was a lifer. Right. Right. So right. it's a blessing right. to always give back. So that's good to hear. Oh, and welcome yeah. back yeah. home. 
Welcome All home. Right, thanks. Jimmy, All thank right, you for thanks. the call, too. It's good to hear from you. Well, we're going to continue this. we got Mark up in Greenville. This is going to be the Greenville Hour. we got to like that. Greenville Hour. Come Hello, on. Mark. Welcome to the show. What you got for Steve? What's going on, Marshall? Hey, Steve. I was just going to say, you know, it's been good. Uh, it's been good to have Steve back in Greenville because he's got that outside perspective. He's been outside, and then he comes back in, and he shows us, like, Man, you know, this is a really unique thing about Greenville. This is really unique about Mississippi or the Delta or something. And it, it brings this life of like, hey, look where we can be. We're good, too. You know, we got stuff. He's bringing these music festivals and all these events and just notoriety to Mississippi. And I think anything good we can say about our state is a good thing. So. Well, I appreciate oh, that. That means the world. And that's, the, you know, I'm not trying to set out for for that. I, I just feel like it's natural. And uh, yeah. and listen, I never wanted to leave. I, everybody always goes, oh, you, I, I mean, I wanted to leave to learn to get better. Yeah. And it was great being there. But, man, there's just something about the open roads of the Delta and, and just, I can't explain it, man, but and Nashville's gone crazy. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I wish I would have held my house. Like I held it for three years that we held our house. I think if I'd have held it for three more years, it'd have been really good. But, uh, but that's part of the deal, you know, but, but oh, at yeah. the end of the day, uh, you know, I feel like I said, I feel like I, I'm the one that if I don't do it, then I, I just, I wouldn't be, being, I mean, I have to do it. I feel compelled. It's, yeah, e- it's, it's easy. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you got a good story, it's pretty easy to tell it. Yeah, I mean, it takes, it's taken me 53 years to have a story. <laughs> so there you go, right? <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. You're, you're too kind. That means the world. Mark, thanks for the call. I appreciate that. Of course, if you want, if you got a question for Steve or a comment, you'd like to uh, ask our question today, what do you love most about your hometown? You can call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. What would you say you like the best about your hometown? Um, uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, Doe's. No, I love Doe's. Uh, Doe's Eat Place is incredible. You're making me hungry. Well, it's just a historical place, but to me, it sort of represents, you walk in the old kitchen with the 1941 oven or whatever. I know it looks like 1941 and the story behind it. It's just another great Delta story. And when you hear the best steak in America and food and wine is in Greenville, Mississippi, I think that's pretty cool. So, um, but but with that said, I, I think it's our people. You know, I, do, I put this del- – my wife and I have the Steve Azar St. Cecilia Foundation, and we give to the arts for kids and, and anything to do with kids if they've been – you know. but we've been focusing on the arts the most since we moved back. Right. And, um, and we've been uh, – it's, it's, been, it's been just such a joy, uh, but it's the people that have come together. In Nashville, we didn't have this – this personality and hospitality, I can't explain it, but all of my crazy celeb friends and sponsors and alike, they all come in every year and they, it's like a family reunion and they're, and they love it. And look, you got to realize, and at the end of the month, I'm going to be doing uh, Robbie Krieger's event in Malibu. We go to Malibu. We go to St. Thomas. We go, we're at Ritz Carlton's. We go, you know, do the Frank Sinatra where, I mean, these events and guess what? It's not Greenville, Mississippi. But mine, our, our event, the Delta Soul, has been voted sort of like under the ground, under the table, as the coolest event to go to anywhere. Awesome. We And we have people coming in three days early. It's already four days, three, four days long, and people want to come for a week. And uh, this is Gary Valentine for this on the hit series, Kevin Can Wait Right Now with Kevin James on CBS. It's Reggie Smith. It's Jim McMahon. The list go, Kim Alexis is supermodel. List, list goes on and on. Brett Saberhagen. I mean, uh, it's incredible all the people, you know, the, the CEO of UPS who's from the Delta, David Abney, never misses. Very supportive. And Blue Cross, like I said, they've been, been all the guys, Brian Laggett, Blue Cross has become good friends with a lot of my celeb guests and sponsors. And it's like they don't even need me or Gwen anymore. You know, they come in, they see each other, and it's like, you know, it's been since a, it's been a year. And every year they get to be closer and closer. And I just think it's the beauty of it all. You know, it's just so fantastic. You all had a baby and now it's growing up. Yeah, that that's yeah. been really good. It's a lot of work uh, again, but it's uh, it's work that we have to do. Exactly. Have there's you've no choice. Given, you've been given so much. It's so fun to give turn around and give it back. Yeah, I know, I know, and I know, and I'm gracious so much when I have to go go back to the same wells and go, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, guys, oh, help God, me. Steve's here. Turn the out the lights and McDonald's, and they're going yeah. like they just say yes. You know, yeah. you know, uh, Del Tag. Uh, I mean, there, I could just go on and on. Joseph Terracina at the Skin Institute. I mean, I've killed him. Yeah. I mean, I'm like going like you. You're gonna have to stay open on Sundays just. 
for me, you know, because we just but they're just so these people are so gracious and giving James Serrani, Ram. I don't know. I'm I I feel bad. I'm going to leave people out. But the bottom line is it's all amazing. It sounds like that's truly the golden thread of success. Yeah, it's giving back. We've got we've got a guy that that I met on the golf course playing in the uh, in the BMW Mm -hmm. and he's never missed. And we have a sponsor level that he's he's almost double it now wow. and he's from greenville south carolina huh. and he's left it he said in his family will he said that it says that they have to keep giving to the to the delta soul and steve Abler foundation because it matters to them and they're from greenville south carolina and they can't wait to come yeah to to mississippi i just think it's they call they call it the other greenville i actually say okay time out right you're the other greenville exactly <laughs> you know, but, but but anyway it's uh it's beautiful man it's beautiful how people will will, will give of their money and time and um it's beautiful we're going to continue to talk to steve azar and coming up after the break of course you can give us a call we'd love to hear from you the number is very easy to remember it is 877 mpb ring but we're going to go into break listening to wake me from the dead oh yeah this is now you're talking This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Hey, coming up this weekend, the Bright Lights and Bellhaven Nights Festival will be going on in the Jackson area, and you can uh, get tickets at eventbrite.com. But I was going to tell you this because... Our friend of the show, Scott Albert Johnson, who's a heck of a harmonica player, will be doing free 45-minute harmonica clinics, which God knows my playing. I need all the help I can get. There so, is yeah, in the room. There is another harmonica player in the room, and his name is Marshall Ramsey. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. But I'm kind of like, um, well, I'm trying to think. I'm like warming up for the Beatles. I mean, Scott's really good. But anyway, he's going to have that clinic <laughs> on the Saturday. So I was just going to give him a shout-out because Scott's a good guy and a good harmonica player. So it's at like 5.30 and 6.30. So check it out. Scott's a good guy. Steve Azar is in the studio. Man, well, I tell you what, this hour has gone by good, way too man. fast. Been a, I appreciate you having me on. It means the world. The album's out uh, August 11th. It's coming up in four days. Yeah, and just, if, you know, forget, if you don't want to buy it, go stream it. I just want, I want people in Mississippi to really have this record because this is about us. And this is the one that that has all the substance that I've always wanted from start to finish that um, I just didn't, I didn't think about anything except us. And so uh, it would mean the world for, for me to know that that Mississippi sort of, you know, I do everybody's a, got it in their car. I do a lot of driving. I mean, a lot of driving. I mean, like 34,000 miles since I've been in the last year right. driving. Um, 
I'm going to be listening to this as a driver in Mississippi because it's going to be a perfect it. soundtrack. I love it. I love yeah. it. And, and listen, the uh, the you can you can hear four or five of the songs right. Five, four of the songs. So if you went on Spotify or if you went on uh, uh, if you went on Apple Music or wherever title whatever. Uh, or if you want to download, if you download, still download music and pay for it, that's wonderful. We love that. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is, it's uh, it's out there, and uh, um, so and also you can go to Pledge Music for about five, six more days, and you can get vinyl. There's a double vinyl record and hand painted album cover. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, it's so us. And uh, and all these other perks, the tennis shoes, the Converse, called Mississippi, and but and and get an early viewing of the film, something in the water, and. And all this, and uh, so we're excited about all that, and it's been, you know, it's, uh, it feels good. Yeah. I mean, I'm thrilled for you. I really am. Because, I mean, you know, I was excited when you moved back home because all the good things you were doing, but it's just started building for you, and I think, you're, you know, you're just having fun. Well, we are having fun, and we do have to keep making a living, which is part of the deal, but uh, but no, this is, uh, yeah, obviously this band wants to work and get on the road, so. Yeah. Steve Azar and the King's Men are born now. It's just game time. And kids eat. That's one thing. you got to go out and Kids eat, eat a lot, and by the way, my oldest son, you'll love this. You know yeah. you know what he's doing when he's doing all his editing and colorizing all his film stuff? You What's know that? what he's doing? He's got a harmonica in his mouth. See? When he's writing. Got a harmonica in his mouth. It's the funniest thing. So he he wore it out, and we got him another one. He's so happy, and he just you know he just he's just going, you know. And and it's not like he it wants to be good at it. It's right. just it's it's just and I guess he does that instead of smoking a cigarette, which is a lot better. Probably healthier in the long run. <laughs> I think people that are smoking should really think about just grabbing a harmonica because you got the whole oral thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's better covered. chewing gum too. No, I know, I know. Steve, um, you're going to be heading out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be in Malibu at the end of the month uh, with Robbie Krieger from the Doors. Uh, I would drop event. by, but that's a little bit out of my. Range. It is a long way away, but you know what? The great thing is we can stop by and see our son and kiss on him and hug him. Yeah, that curly hair of his, and uh, and then uh, and then uh, the Mighty Mississippi Music Festival. If people haven't gone, it's camping. It's I can't SEC wait to go. Football. Yeah, we, you know, Jason and I won't use our guests. Excellent. So you get whatever you want. There's Jason Fertizzi, by the way, who I've uh, played with before. Boy. He's amazing. And he's such a good guy. I mean, he's so you know he's a farmer, and they don't procrastinate. And all they know is yes, and you yeah. know, and then they thank you after they do you a favor. I know it. They're most beautiful. I mean, they're amazing. I've and always so, joked that Jason wouldn't need a microphone. He's just got that kind of voice. No, it's big, and you should hear his daughter voice. Ava sing. It's nuts. Oh no, she's got a gorgeous yeah, she, voice. Yeah, she's amazing. So, so it's gonna be good. So you, you, we'll we'll talk to you about all that. And, okay. Uh, and I think probably I've ruined the airways today. No, so that's fine. We'll get good. you back on soon, and we're gonna do TV with you too. This is just too much fun. I love it. That's great. Now You're Talking's production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio is funded by generous contributions of listeners like you. Michelle, thank you for producing. As always, you're fantastic. You can download the, you know, the app and listen it that way, or you can listen to online at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.